3: And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and yep, 26 years later, we're still coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, it's exxon at com, on all social media sites, exxonradio.tv. The radio show website is com, and if you'd like to get the information about all the great programming that we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Very simple www.xzbn.net My guest this hour is Gary Wimmer and uh, for 40 years Gary has been a professional musician and psychic. He has been referred to as a medium, intuitive healer, teacher, spiritualist, and clairvoyant. However, he feels that spirituality and psychic phenomena are multifaceted and overlapping not confined or restricted by human definitions and he serves in all of these capacities to varying degrees. He is also a frequent radio or TV guest and gives live readings to callers. Gary offers readings uh, using pure intuition, regular playing cards to address specific issues of interest or concern, and lithomancy, a fascinating but little known methodology often referred to as reading stones. He asks no questions prior to giving a lithomancy lithomancy reading, offers profound insights and clear answers, covers a lot of ground quickly and efficiently, takes any questions, records the readings, and emails a link to the download uh, of the recording. Gary is witty, insightful, entertaining, and very accurate as a psychic. He offers readings over the phone and in person and works regularly at parties, conventions, psychic fairs, festivals, or on cruise ships as well as radio and TV. Numerous professional references are available for anyone to see because he's not afraid to show you his references at www.lithomancy.com. That's l i t h o m a n c y.com. And Gary, welcome back to the X Novels. Always great having you with us. Yeah, Rob, it's mutual. Thank you for having me, my hey, man. You know what? I love your energy, Gary. Man, you just you just come across as a guy who who's
4: self-confident but loves people. I do love people. I am self-confident. I didn't, uh, I had to learn that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I certainly had challenges in my twenties and thirties yeah. and forties and finally started getting it figured out about the time I hit my fifties, but it's a figure outable situation. That's I guess the shortest way to say it.
3: Gary, as a musician, uh, and this has nothing to do with psychic readings or any of the topics we're going to be talking about tonight, but I need to know, uh, what is your impression of the music today?
4: Well, I grew up on melody. I grew up on the 60s, uh, Beatles, uh, Moody Blues, you know, Led Zeppelin. Uh, I didn't get into rap. I didn't get that much into disco. Uh, I like singer-songwriters if they're good, but I don't really listen to pop music much. I listen to jazz or classical or I play. Yeah. What do you play, Gary? Uh, I sit around and play the piano. I play guitar. I uh, don't uh, tour or travel or perform that much anymore. I right. pretty pretty well just do readings and um, and speak at conventions nowadays. Um, I'm 69. I I managed to fool them for 45 years. So, <laughs> <you
3: know. laughs> hey, Gary, how did you make the transition from being a musician into into helping people using the realm of? of of the other side and your gifts as a psychic
4: well i started getting interested in psychic ability way back in college in the late 60s um i had a lady do a horoscope for me told me I had mm-hmm. a, a lot of natural ability there i was studying electrical engineering i started playing um music guitar in high school in the early 60s so when i got out of college in 1970 it was all defense work And I was a war protester. I did not want to go in the defense industry. I started playing music. But at the same time, I started studying a lot about psychic ability, reading Edgar Cayce. And um, a a lady I met here in Austin was an astrologer. She said the same thing. you got a lot of natural ability. You should give readings. So I started giving readings in 1972 and three with uh, basic cards and a little bit of palmistry, a little bit of troll, a little bit of my own methods. Uh, and the whole time I played music, so I've pretty well been a musician and a psychic my whole life. Uh, in 1977, I had a near-death experience that um, really changed my life. All right, life. we're
3: going to have to have a bit of a cliffhanger here, my friend, because we've got to take our first break. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Gary. Always great talking to you. And Dexone if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, his name is Gary L. Wimmer, and um, his website is lithomancy.com L-A-T-H-O-M-A-N-C-Y.com, and Gary and I will return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon on the Exxon Broadcast Network, iHeart Radio Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. <laughs>
1: Help us help a veteran make it through the night.
3: Gary Wimmer is our special guest, XO Nation, com. And uh, before we went to the break, you were just going to tell us about the near-death experience that you
4: had. Uh, Most phenomenal thing I've ever been through. Wish I could give people a... uh ticket there and back it kind of uh crawled out of nowhere Mm -hmm. started happening to be in 1977 i started going through a week of escalating psychic ability uh for a solid week and then um, i couldn't even imagine what it was like to be normal by the third or fourth day after eight days i was involved in a car crash as a pedestrian my god it should have killed me didn't even get hurt but between the time i hit the car and landed back in my body I left for a um, few seconds of Earth time, and it felt like infinity of, of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book is entitled A Second in Eternity for that reason. Um, that happened in 77, 40 years ago. It showed me a lot. Of, I'm still implementing it. One thing I might mention, Rob, a lot of what we're going through now with all yes. the political turmoil and so forth, mm-hmm. I saw that very clearly in 77, like a bunch of flashcards really, falling eh? before my eyes listen what was uh, it like on the other side it's the the most uh hard thing to imagine is timelessness that's really hard to imagine because when we're in a world of time and space everything has a location and a time and outside it doesn't uh timelessness i'm not i'm sure there's infinite levels of consciousness one can go through uh i felt like i went from the uh basement to the uh, top balcony in a few seconds and back Uh, everybody's life after death what they experience can be a little different because it's a part of our imagination um, part of our unique soul our unique psychic perspective but in the all all we are and everything that is 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 God seeing itself infinite mind seeing itself in in infinite ways we just seem to See ourselves in separate existences through time and and so forth. Well, while we're in time and space, feeling separate. So the I imagine the feeling of separateness is something that's uh, quite different once you get outside the body. And most people who've had pretty intense near death experiences, like myself, uh, we have one thing in common: we feel infinite love, and that's something that's so profound it never. It it you once you've experienced that you cannot say you haven't. <laughs> you wow! Know? It's like nope, been there, done that. I know that one. Long ways to go on this planet, but it's it's a real thing. It, it's the most real thing. It's the real thing that makes infinite mind and makes infinite creativity. All that being said, we live as individuals on this life with you know certain genes and characteristics and so forth. But underneath all that there's a spiritual awakening going on with just this whole life and our genes and our circumstances at a, as a stage, so to speak. Um, did that uh, register there, Rob? I know it did. You're a very brilliant person. Of course it did.
3: <laughs> no, and thank you for the compliment, but it did register. And, uh, you know, I'll send you the check tomorrow morning in the mail. <laughs> right. Listen, here, here's a serious question. Do, do people develop their psychic abilities at different times throughout their lives?
4: Sure, they do. Uh, I started playing piano at 33, uh, so I had didn't practice when I was 6 or 10 or 12. Um, certain people have uh, better limbs. They're going to make better swimmers. Everybody can swim, but not many people are going to beat Mark Phelps. Everybody's different. They t- they turn on a different time. They have a different development rate. Uh, they have different innate potential. They have different interests. But despite our differences, everybody can grow a little bit. If you've got two hands, you can learn to play a little bit of piano. You may not have the interest or the desire to practice as someone who becomes a concert pianist. uh, But there's relative degrees. And yes, everybody can start and they can expand. What our limitations are, I'm not even going to go there because um, I'm not sure how limited we really
3: are. The reason I asked you that, Gary, was because I've been doing this show for 26 years. And lately, I'd say within the last six months a guest will get on the f- on the show and i will be able to i don't know if this is because i've been doing the show so long and it's become an an ability of mine to to gauge or to quantify the credibility
4: of the guest of course it's a, it's a grown experience it's practice of course yeah. you're, not, I- you're not you're uh, not you're acknowledging what you've learned and grown of course and and my hat's off to you because As long as you've been doing this, uh, of course you've got a certain interest and fascination with it, and probably a lot of ability there, too. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, and that's what I was getting at, because I find it's, you know, uh, like, I'll get a guest on, and, you know, as soon as I hear their voice, it's like little pictures of, of what this guest is really like. And then when they start telling me a story that is different from the pictures that I got, or the impressions that I received when I first started talking to them, I'm able to challenge them on this. Mm-hmm. And I would say that with a great degree of accuracy. And I was just wondering, well, is it because I've been doing this show so long, is it because I, I was a criminal investigator, or am I actually
4: developing psychic abilities? Well, I think it's all three combined. Interesting. Yeah, I really do, because our we are accumulative uh, of our experiences, good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like music, Rob. If you can learn to play piano in the key of G, you can yeah. learn to play in B flat or A or D or F. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the
3: truth? My favorite three chords are C, F, and G. There you go. That's about <laughs> 90% of music. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, tell me about lithomancy, the reading patterns in stones. How did you fall into that?
4: Well, I st- again, I started reading, doing readings in the early 70s. In 1980, I met a lady who did this, who did lithomancy readings. I've never seen it. I was fascinated by it. About a week later, she had a course. I attended the course. It was pouring rain. I was the only person there. Um, So she kind of showed me her method. And the next day, I started practicing it. And uh, this was in 1980. Um, In 2001, I lived in Europe all during the 90s. I came back to... uh, austin here texas in 2001 i couldn't find anything written Uh, a book on lithomancy so i started writing the book i wrote lithomancy the psychic art of reading stones what it basically boils down to it's reading Mm -hmm. symbolism Ah. there's 10 stones uh planets planet stones sun moon mercury venus mars jupiter saturn neptune uranus and pluto and six life stones life love luck commitment timing and place When I do it in person, someone drops the stones. When I do it over the phone, someone says drop. Yeah. And then I read the pattern like a clock over 12 weeks, um, and I record the reading. And, of course, nobody can tell you everything, but uh, it's very visual. And I tend to see what someone's going through and why and what it's leading toward. And I probably see that more than anything because that's usually what I'm asking in life. What's going on? You, know? <laughs> you mentioned the political, uh,
3: how should we call it? Did we call it an arena or a disaster earlier when you, when you had your near death experience, you were, you said that you saw the political situation that we're looking at the correct today.
4: and Aha. geographical and with wow. terrorism and with systems falling and with anger and tempers rising. Um, and it wasn't necessarily a date, but I could see it was after the turn of the century. And this was in 77 when I had this. Uh, you know, and it's kind of we have to see the holes mm-hmm. in the boat before we can fix them. Yeah, it's not a, the truth. <laughs> as an individual or as a society. So we're getting to see all the holes in the boat. Are we? <laughs> yeah. a- but are we able to fix it? Yes, we are. We just we have to learn to put aside our selfishness. Yeah. And see ourselves as one humanity, and that's a big challenge considering the um, lack of uh, resources and how they're – well, the lack of distribution of resources. Mm -hmm. There's plenty on this planet for everybody. But, you know, I sound like a socialist. I'm really more of a spiritualist because that's really where it comes from. It comes from the heart. Absolutely. Caring for your brother as much as for yourself. Exactly. You know, exactly if not
3: more in you know and and the good book no matter which religious philosophy that you you follow or even if you don't follow one we all know that you know uh do unto others as you would have them do unto you like it's absolutely it's a, that's a, in my book that's the law of karma
4: well i when i wrote my book lithomancy the psychic art of reading stones there's a mm-hmm. chapter in there about religions and i did a lot of research and you're right yeah. At their core, all religions talk about a higher self, asking, receiving, uh, caring, taking care of your brother. Yeah. Uh, they don't talk about making more money than the Joneses so you can get a tax write-off.
3: <laughs> you know? Isn't that the truth? But you know what? Something else that, that I've learned over the years, that musicians have known the secret from the word go, and that is love. We I All think... you
4: need is love. I think yeah we we people who are drawn to music a lot whether you play or just listen it is an emotional thing, mm-hmm. um, you know I have a uh, a couple brothers who are not interested in music in the least which is incomprehensible to me uh, but it is it's an emotional thing and a lot of people who are drawn to the arts yeah. tend to be emotional or, or creative and they tend to see things uh, in more ways than you know, just the way they appear.
3: Is that because people who are drawn towards the arts, you know, they don't have the shield up around their hearts like people in corporate America and corporate Canada do. They, they know that in order to, to live and let live, you have to let that, that force field down. And you've got to be able to let the other person feel your heart and that's the only way that they'll let you feel theirs and once again there's that love factor
4: well you, you brought up a thought on one extreme end mm-hmm. say there's love and caring and bringing the truth forward yep. on another extreme there's the hide the truth so you can get away with anything you can <laughs> you,
1: know? Yeah. you
3: know it's just uh, like in this industry Gary and I'm sure you know this because you've been on radio and television many times a lot of people on air use bogus names like I'm sorry my name is Rob McConnell that is my name on my birth certificate. I'm not this person. I'm not that person. I'm not uh you know uh a lot of announcers that I know in the industry do not use their real names. And well, I
4: think that's kind of um I guess foolish. Be proud of who you are, exactly. what you say. Exactly. And
3: when I challenge them on this, their their excuse is, well, people write books under different names. What's the difference? Oh well, I, but there's a big difference because when you're on air and you're talking to somebody or you're talking to your audience, honesty and integrity is everything and if you're going to start off by using a name that is not yours, man you're off to a bad start.
4: I agree with you, I never thought of that yeah, I agree with you you're yeah. right. Tell us about our inner uh, our inner complexity well well i think I think we see so little of our complexity mm-hmm. we tend to uh you know all be drawn to certain needs to survive pay the rent feel love you know get yeah. around whatever um underneath there's so much more going on and if we kind of looked at it that way like maybe it's not actually what i'm shooting for is the goal the goal is to learn how to get there and appreciate every step along mm-hmm. the way uh, we're starting to understand our inner, inner complexity because um, we're here to evolve and to grow and to learn. And it's not by accident. It's by choice. Uh, so we can get on board with the program or we can stay frustrated.
3: Speaking about more frustrated. Speaking about frustrated, Gary, I've got to take a commercial break, which frustrates me sometimes. I'll like be right, right here, now. brother. <laughs> all right, partner, stand by. Exonation Gary L. Wimmer is our special guest. www.lithomancy.com. And all of Gary's books are available on Amazon.com. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Gary L. Wimmer is our special guest this hour. His website is Lithomancy.com. And all the books that Gary has written that he would love to share with you are available on Amazon.com. All right, Gary, before we went away, we were talking about um, our inner complexity. And um, do we all share the same complexity on the inside? Or are there those that are gifted who don't have to go through the same trials and tribulations that those with other complexities must go through?
4: Well, I, th- I don't think any two people or voyages or trips are alike. There is a lot of commonality. Mm-hmm. We all want to uh, you know, be loved and have food and so forth. Uh, but our makeup, our karma, our genes, our history, no, no two points of time and space are the same. Uh, however, we do have a lot of commonality just as humans on this planet and that goes far beyond just being white or black or or uh, you know asian or greek or speaking this language um so yeah our our human complexity uh is also our similarity what we see is an individual self that's limited by all these things culture genes and so forth but the more we realize um the humanness and the commonness the more we actually do what the religions are all talking about is be at peace and love each other, and that's why we're here to learn that. How do now, we I'm look- not sure that answered the question, but that was rant number thirty-eight.
3: <laughs> no, it answered the question, and thank you for rant number thirty-eight. How does one begin to or learn
4: to read the signs, Gary? First of all, I think you—the first step would be to believe that it's possible. Uh, if you can't, uh, if you can believe it's possible that you can sit down and learn piano, uh, you'll probably the next step would be to go down and sit down and learn to do it. Um, The universe, what goes on in the internal world and the external world, there's always a connection because we are the interpreter of it. Um, And if we allow ourselves to see that everything we experience in life or see or feel internal or external is meant to enlighten us, then we can start seeing signs in confirmation of that. Mm If we see that everything's screwing with us, we'll see confirmation of that. But why would you want to choose that option? (laughs) True. So the option, if you choose to see that the world is enlightening you, you're setting yourself up to learn how and why and what and techniques. If you choose to see that the world is screwing with you all the time, you're basically putting blinders on. You have free will. You can choose to do that. But the question is always why? And will you? And Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can all grow regardless of what our circumstances and conditions are. We really can. And the more we grow spiritually and psychically, the more the issues we deal with in real life, whether they're health or money or whatever, uh, become insignificant because we we learn to see and live in light and happiness and creativity. And it's a challenge. It's a learning curve, as we all know. Yeah.
3: You know, I've always looked at what some people call as failures, as a lesson to success. Isn't it just like looking at the glass and saying, well, the glass is half empty or the glass is half full?
4: It's it's pretty much that way. Yeah, it is. Because you can see people in very depraved situations, whether it's from abuse or poverty or whatever, uh, you can see some people rise above it and some people uh, let their anger and frustration rule them. Tell me, do
3: do we all have natural psychic abilities, Gary?
4: I think we do. Uh, I absolutely think we do. They just don't teach you that at school or church, unfortunately, because uh, religion would tend to, well, religions in general aren't too hip on it. Uh, Our school system certainly doesn't teach it. So we, uh, but it is going around Mm -hmm. in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years, a lot of Information about uh, psychics and near-death experience and ex- higher mind is all coming into play. Thank God, yes, because that's exactly what we need in order to make peace on this planet and and, and survive. You know, because okay. we are going to face Earth challenges, big ones, climate challenges, big ones. Earth that- Earth changing on its axis, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's over the next hundred years. I don't think it's like in three or four. I think there's a series of changes over the next hundred years politically and socially and geographically that have to happen. So if we tune into the spiritual side of it, we lose fear over it. It's just discovering where the holes in the boat are so is, we can fix them.
3: Is, is there a place in a world of psychic
4: phenomena, a place for God as well? Is there a place for God? Yes. Oh, I think everything is God people ask me if I believe in God. I don't believe in anything but God. Every molecule, every thought, every vibration. uh, It's just that we get to experience it through our own mind and creativity and free will. But uh, yeah, to me, God is infinite. And if it's infinite, there's just nothing it it is not. (laughs) I agree agree with you on that, Gary. I really do. Is is there a
3: way for people to develop their psychic abilities, to attune them, to enrich them?
4: to help them grow. Yeah, the more you use your psychic ability, your intuition, your spirituality, just like the more you use love and consideration and forgiveness and creativity, those are all higher mind things. They're not physical. There's no limit to them. There's a limit to how fast you can drive, you know, or how much spaghetti we can eat. There's no limit to how much we can grow spiritually and psychically. And when we bring those tools in, which are unlimited, to a very seemingly limited world, we have more tools. We can make better progress. We enjoy life more. We have more techniques. We're more empowered. Uh, free will, we have to choose to grow and evolve. Like it says in most religions, Rob, asking you shall receive. It doesn't say don't ask. We'll give it to you because we know you need it. <laughs> it says, no, be proactive. Ask want to grow yeah exactly exactly and there's a reason for that what's the reason because if enlightenment or growth or being a good person are good goals in life that we're to attain and i think we can agree they are if it was forced upon you to learn that and grow it wouldn't be by choice it'd be growth by duress or by slavery (laughs) you know it wouldn't be by your free will you wouldn't own it; it would be imposed upon you.
6: Mm, true.
4: And the, the universe wants us to grow, but to choose to grow, it doesn't want to impose upon. Us. If it wanted to impose upon us, we'd all be enlightened. There'd be no war, There'd be no hunger, There'd be no poverty. We're supposed to learn it and, yet, and choose to learn it.
3: And yet, so many years later, we're still not learn. We still haven't learned the lesson.
4: It's an ongoing lesson, even when we get out to space. It's ongoing. The human condition is yin-yang. It's, you know, it's um, limited, birth, death. Um, but we can deal with it a lot more effectively than we are. And I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. There's there's a lot of crap going on in the world, but there's less wars and hatred and killing than there was a thousand years ago. It's a little more mm-hmm. bombastic now, a little more high-tech, a little colder. Uh And a lot more deadly when it happens. I'm still an optimist. We learn as humans. Um,
3: Is there a connection between our past lives, our present life, and how
4: we are going to live in the future? Yes, there are relationships. Um, I asked a great psychic friend of mine, actually the lady who taught me She she was great at past lives. And this was a couple of years after I had my near-death experience, so I kind of knew the answer. They wanted her to – and I said, if you took me back to the past life before this one and the one before mm-hmm. that one and the one before that one, you got to the <laughs> first past life I had, what would you find? And she said, well, time doesn't work that way. It's circular. It's not linear like that. And she's right. Uh, yes, where our souls came from. Mm-hmm how many times we've been here there's so much history we don't know we are we are as unique as we are because we've taken choices and decisions and sort of a certain luck of the dice at least as we see it i think it's all by choice i don't believe in accidents or coincidences i think it's all by choice uh but yeah if you added all your lives up and all mine up and every molecule and every thought and every universe all you'd have was the mind of God, infinite mind of God seeing itself. Gary, how do, Infi- you, how do you
3: respond to those people who are coming out of the woodwork, whether they're in the New Age genre or they're self-professed quantum physicists and quantum experts, that this existence is nothing else but a hologram. This isn't reality. This is a holographic existence that we're in. What's your take on that statement?
4: I suppose you could define it a lot of different ways. Um, there's a physicist I recently got turned on to named Dr. Ruth E. Kastner, K-A-S-T-N-E-R, wrote a book called a, uh, a Transactional Interpretation of Quantum Mechanics, and in it, she describes things like Maya and free will, and she's a physicist. So, yeah, you can have a physicist on one hand that said it's all a hologram and so forth, and you can have another physicist on the other hand, and some physicists are moving in this direction.
3: Wow. I guess it's and, a matter of interpretation. Realizing the quantum level,
4: yeah. it, it really is thought. I think, infinite, therefore I am. Uh, pardon me? I think, therefore I am. Yeah, infinite possibilities. They just yeah. Happen, we just happen to see one particular manifestation of them at this moment. Uh how how do we know there's not a thousand different dimensions going on simultaneously? Right. We're just here. The multiverse uh, theory. Absolutely. Yeah. No beginning, no end. Maybe that's
3: what it meant in the Good Book when the Lord said, "I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, I am the beginning, I am the end," and thereby, if we just take that a little further in the book of X, uh, in the book of Genesis, when it said, "And God created us in His likeness, His image," and if that is the fact then we are gods, and if we are gods and the Son of God, Jesus said that he is the Alpha and he is the Omega, therefore, if God created us, then we are also the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning
4: and the end. Amen. Yeah. And that's exactly what Jesus was telling people. The kingdom of heaven is within. Yep. It's here before your eyes, you know. There's certain things you have to do to see it, and that's be be good and kind and nice and sweet, rather than a jerk. <laughs> you know? All you really have
3: to do to understand life, in my opinion, is just just think of this for a second. I used to have T-shirts that I used to give away that said, "This life is simple, humans complicated."
4: Uh, good point. Right. You know, it's see the lilies in the field; they toil not. <laughs>
3: Oh, t- you and I are from the same age, my friend.
4: <laughs> yeah, we are. You're right.
3: I got to get bring my guitar down to your place. We got to jam on your front step.
4: Absolutely, man. I've done it many, many times <laughs> in my life.
3: Uh, Gary, uh, your books are available on Amazon.com. How many
4: books do you have there? Uh, I've got s- several that I'm still working on. Wow. I've got two self-published right now. A Second in Eternity, about my near-death experience, yep. and that's quite an interesting book. <clears throat> Excuse me, And um, Lithomancy, The Psychic Art of Reading Stones, which is like, uh, more like a textbook, shows you how to um, interpret uh, 16 stones dropped into a circle of leather.
3: Hey, Gary, I'd like you to do something for me when we come back from this break. It's our final sure. break. I'd like you to use your stones to give me a reading, on air, unrehearsed.
4: I'll take you up on that, man.
3: All right, my brother. Stand by. Exonation. Gary L. Wimmer is our special guest. Yeah, we're from the same school. Probably, rela- probably related somewhere down the line. What the heck we all are. When you look at the big picture, we're all related on this big planet of ours. And yet we do everything we can to destroy certain people. I'll be back on the other side of this break with Gary Wimmer. His website is lithomancy.com. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
6: Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time?
3: All right, Exonation. this is the Exxon Radio Show, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour is Gary L. Wimmer. His website is lithomancy.com. Now, before we went to the commercial break, I asked Gary if he would uh, take his stones out and do an on-air reading for me, unrehearsed. And Gary, as you see it, no matter what you see,
4: tell it as it is, brother. I definitely will, my man. Okay, so what do we do? I've charged these stones up in my hand. I'm using the 16 stones. All you have to do, Rob, one time, real clearly, just say drop. When I hear that, I'll drop the stones and I'll kind of read them like a clock over the next 12 weeks. Okay? Sure. So it's up to you, Rob. All right. You say drop. Drop. All right. Uh, A lot of changes going on in your life right now. with activity, with plans, with uh probably relationships, commitments, things like that uh, but it feels like over the next week to two weeks, because of a lot of these changes, it feels like you're um like setting new things in play uh, both with uh, your environment, your place, your plans, getting back in power mm-hmm. uh, are you are you married? I certainly am, so is my wife. <laughs> Oh, so your wife. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's the, the love stone is up to the top here, and it's kind of pointing toward um, – well, the way it's pointing, it's saying that uh, some of the issues that everybody goes through are getting re- redefined, reworked yep. in a fresh way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all, We all need to have that happen periodically, changing our oil. So the commitment stone, love stone at the first here in the first week have a lot to do with commitments, business. Plans and involving family, how it affects them, mm-hmm. how you get affected, uh, and it feels like there's more of a management of time that's coming about and that's necessary for you to not feel like everything's happening at once. You know, just <laughs> making sense to you? It sure is. So by the second and third week here, I feel like because of a lot of um, like fresh planning and organization, you're mm-hmm. kind of. Not letting the wild horses run over you, you're taming them and it's setting new uh, like policies and goals and standards in play. And it feels like if there wouldn't have been this kind of shakeup with a lot of things, communication plans, relationship, uh, you probably wouldn't be getting this new uh, like level of how you're going to um, set things in the future. It's like it's helping you update in a lot of ways, right? get rid, get rid of the slack, the things that are pulling you down, mm-hmm. hold, holding you back, that sort of thing. Uh, by the third and fourth and fifth week here, boy, it feels like both finances, opportunities, and new plans for your life are coming into play. Uh, and they're pretty proportional to how much in this first week or two you um, allow yourself to see this as a very creative process that's updating you rather than um, a bunch of wild horses running over you you with me i sure am on that and you're dead on and uh by the sixth and seventh week it feels like boy you've emotionally set so many things in play not only with your relationship but with your um like updated uh uh, system Mm -hmm. Uh, both personally with your place with business and with your um decision making uh such so by the sixth and seventh and eighth week here you have this sense of magic back in your life and a sense of um balance and harmony and creativity that's um fresh new and, and that's kind of what you're heading at now you're seeing a lot of what needs to be uh updated so you can update it uh from the eighth and ninth and tenth week here it feels like uh not only have you got a really good system of balance going back with you again, not only in relationships, but also in these new plans that you're going through in the next couple of weeks, organizational plans and so forth. But by the end of this three-month period, a lot of the um, – some of the doubts that you've had about where am I going to go in the future seem like they're being replaced with, oh, here's where I'm going to go. So beyond this three-month period, you've got Neptune. Uh, and it's, has to do with fresh dreams and plans and hopes. So in a way, life is kind of updating you, um, prior to you to, to, uh, so you can take the big leaps, uh, of faith with, uh, new plans in your life that seem to be, um, like a lot winning scenarios in your regard, uh, even more so. You got a lot of good energy that's coming back to you, Rob, and, and, um, And you are growing a lot psychically and spiritually. Uh, Do you write? I certainly do. Okay. Well, there's a lot of new things that seem like they're coming into your mind for writing or communication or, uh, you know, it it feels like you're carving out more time to do that.
3: I'll share one with you because you, you hit it dead on. You know when you go into a coffee shop and you've got these newspapers all over the place? Gotcha. Okay. Well, we've come out with a one-sheet, dual-sided uh, publication called "The Cup and Saucer," and it's going to be in coffee shops across Ontario, and we're going to we're franchising across Canada and into the United States. And it's based on paranormal. So when you're having your coffee, you'll have your horoscope, you'll have this, you'll have that, you'll have uh, what I call uh, factoids. And and this is our way of bringing and introducing what we do, as well as our guests and and, and the other shows that we do, to the public. And it's called Cups and Saucer. Get it? Flying saucer? Saucer? Beautiful.
4: (laughs) Beautiful. Well, it certainly feels like it's um, part of this new creativity that you're feeling. Uh, Like I said, the first thing I felt was all this change, very, very rapid and quick and expansive Mm -hmm. change. Uh, I think you've got a hit there, and I think it's probably going to even want to grow beyond the local area. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised. So you might be hitting a bigger publication than you think. <laughs> you know? Well,
3: we already do. We already have a monthly publication that we've been publishing since 1991 called the X Chronicles newspaper. That's right. right and right. and mm-hmm. we... uh you know, it's right now, I, when I first did my first edition was cut and paste, and it was on, on um, I, layout sheets, and it was 22 pages. No, 12 pages, I'm sorry. 12 pages, 11 by 17. And on the front page, we had a picture of the elongated skulls from Peru. Mm-hmm. And uh, we couldn't give that thing away. In fact, we ended up, uh, my first run, I bought 20,000 copies, and I ended up giving them away. But then we started, uh, we got in with a a company that had faith in us, and they saw it, and they said, wow, we want to run with it. And I figured, okay. So I went out, and I, but they needed 40,000 copies. So I went out and invested in the 40,000 copies, and I brought the paper up to 40,000 Four pages. Well, within three months, that newspaper that is still in publication today was right across Canada in every airport, every train station, every bus terminal, every newspaper stand. And my biggest thrill, my friend, was when we went shopping and it was the Zares in St. Catharines because I lived in St. Catharines at the time. Mm-hmm. And there was my newspaper. In the newspaper. <laughs> Congratulations, stand. man! And this is going back to 1991, Gary. And I bought my own newspaper. My my wife says, Robbie, why you've got some in the basement?
4: I said, I know, but this one <laughs> I bought. Well, and, it it could have been that expansion I was feeling, but it feels like you're set up for more of it as well. Oh, well, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of irons in the fire, my friend. A lot oh, you of irons do, in the fire, and right? I feel like it's. Uh, I, I don't think you give yourself credit for how much healing you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you really do. Uh, that's what I'm feeling here toward the end of this three-month period as you become aware of it more so. Whether it's uh, So you can even include it not only in your writing, but in your personal plans too. Because really? you already include it in your business and your relationship. Well, I, you, I always have, Gary,
3: because the, the, entire, the entire purpose for this radio show is is to make a positive difference in one person each and Absolutely. every Absolutely, the domino effect, one person at a time. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, I I'm, I'm fortunate enough to do this show. I have great people like you on the show to spread the word. And uh, you know, three thousand nine hundred eighty-seven guests. Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I've I've got the best job in the world I talk to the most interesting people in the world and I get to help people what more can a person ask for in life
4: absolutely man living your dream making a better world
3: and talking to good people like you listen um, we've got about 40 seconds left anything else too important to tell me
4: no everybody be at peace take a deep breath relax There's some. there's a lot of crap going yep. on but we don't have to be in the sewer with it raise your consciousness, meditate, be at peace, think of how much creativity you can bring to your life and your situation. We can't change the world till we change ourselves. Isn't that the S- truth? It starts at home.
3: That's right, and if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Ain't, and you can't be neutral. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Gary, let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and where they can get your books, my friend.
4: Well, they can go to Amazon.com, Google Gary L. Wimmer, Uh, You can Google GaryWimmer.com, and you'll find me, G-A-R-Y-W-I-M-M-E-R.com. You can go to my website, Lithomancy, L-I-T-H-O-M-A-N-C-Y.com. You can call me, uh, leave a message with your number, because I get spam calls all day, 512-707-0836. You must leave a message and a number. Uh, You can email me, G W. At G-A-R-Y-W-I-M-M-E-R dot com. And if that isn't enough to fill your plate, Rob, I don't know what is.
3: <laughs> hey, Gary, thank you so much for sharing your time with us tonight here on the Exon. I truly appreciate you, my friend. And I look forward to the next time you join us back here. Don't be a stranger.
4: Oh, always a pleasure to be with you, Rob. You have a good night. God bless and stay inspired, my man. I will. God bless you too, my friend.
3: Exonation Gary L. Wimmer has been our guest. www.lithomancy.com. I'll be back on the other side of this news break here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.